Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. As we already know, because we have a podcast about it, dogs are amazing. Um, we know your dog is your best friend, often your shadow, your constant companion, but no matter how much you love your dog, um, there might be some things you don't know about dogs. So today we're going to talk about fascinating facts about, obviously, dogs. So let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. All right, Kenz, what are we talking about today? We are talking about fascinating facts about dogs. Yay. I'm so excited for this episode. I love learning. And while doing some research uh, uh, for this episode, I, I learned quite a bit. And I really do think this episode might help us and our listeners with our dog trivia segment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, which I usually royally fail at. So this yeah. is great. Yeah, there's a lot of fun things out there that some of us might know, but some of us might not know and say, wait, really? What? So uh, I think that all of these um, little facts are extremely entertaining for me and I hope for you as well. So let's dive in, shall we? We've got about 10 of them. So All right. We'll have to go through them moderately fast so let's go into the first one okay this one do you want to go sure sure this one i think a lot of us have an idea about um i've heard this one before that your dog is as smart as a two-year-old and this is true yeah this is this all of these are facts all of these are true so compared to our myth busting episode these are all correct actually true. true Yeah, so um, I always thought that they were as smart as a three-year-old, but whatever. Two-year-old is pretty good. But, um, yeah, if you ever wonder why, you know, children have such a special bond with dogs, it's usually because they can kind of talk the same language. They roughly both know, so a human two-year-old and a dog, uh, they roughly know about 250 words and gestures. Interesting. Except dogs don't know words, but they would know... Sounds? Yes, sounds, you know, tones, cues, you know, words. Yeah, like you can teach your dog a trick. You can teach a two-year-old a trick. (laughs) Yes, yes, you can. (laughs) But when you're teaching a dog a trick, you're not teaching – like they don't linguistically – understand but a two-year-old probably doesn't either actually they're probably just mimicking at that point I don't know anything about child development but for a dog they're probably they don't linguistically understand like I've heard Lily say this before you can teach a dog to sit to pineapple yes so right like you can pick any word you want and associate a behavior with it and the dog will think x equals X. But the fact that they can cue to the word pineapple and understand pineapple means sit is still <laughs> like that's pretty incredible. That is. Yes. So and I'm sure a two-year-old could do that too. 
Yeah, you can teach a two-year-old a brand new language and they would learn it and understand it for the entirety of their lives. So amazing. There you go. All right. What's next, Justine? Uh, Dogs have a sense of time. And I know a whole lot about this one because I'm sure many of our listeners experience this. Um, But Marshall literally is on me an hour before dinner time every day. Yep. Every day. Yep. I feel that around 3.30, it starts. They know that, you know, 5 p.m. on the money is when they get fed and they hover and claw at their, they have like where I keep the food and treats. They start clawing at, oh, they know. So, um, but it's also proven that if conditioned, um, yeah, dogs can predict future events. So if you come home at the same time every day and your dog is at the door waiting for you, they know when you're coming home. Um, which is pretty incredible in my opinion. So, yeah, it's pretty cool that they have that kind of like biological clock that, um, I'm sure, I mean, we have it too, but I feel like we rely so much on looking at the time that we probably lose that sense or that ability because we don't use it. Yep. So true. All right. What is the third one? All right. Um, third is a study at the University of California, San Diego, claims that your dog can genuinely get jealous when they see you display affection to another creature. Willa is the queen of this. Yes, she, she is. Yes, she is. She sees me giving attention or affection to any other animal, cat, dog, sometimes even humans. Like, And she wants to get in there. And she says, uh-uh, FOMO, give me all of the attention. And I think, I think the key thing with this one is this is probably like humans, more of like a personality trait. So a lot of dogs probably have this ability or all dogs, but not all of them actually act on it. So like Marshall could give two shits if I pet another dog. He (laughs) literally couldn't care at all. Um, He's not possessive over me in any way, but like Willa will freak right out. Yeah, and keep in mind genetics too, you know, breeds, certain breeds like huskies are bred to be a little more independent, so that could be a role in it as well. So um, anyway, I found that one was pretty cute that it's actually proven, so. (laughs) Aw, poor Willa. She just has jealousy issues. She really does. It's it's kind of a problem. But anyway, (laughs) okay, what's next? Okay, this one uh, is really interesting. So dogs can smell your feelings, sort of. So experts who have studied dogs and their sense of smell have concluded that dogs can't necessarily smell the emotion that is fear, but they can detect smells and see movements and body postures that may help them sense when a person is nervous, anxious, or afraid. And I would be willing to wager a bet. Again, I don't have actual research to back this up I would have to go digging for it but I would wage a bet that people probably or do excrete certain hormones um, when they're stressed or anxious or afraid and it would make sense that a dog would be able to smell that Correct. Yeah. When I was doing some reading up uh, for this episode, that's exactly what they said. They can't necessarily sense the emotion. It's just how you smell. So when you, yeah, when you, when you sweat, you'll, your sweat will have a different type of smell to it. Um, And I also think this, uh, it's not mentioned here, but when I cry, my dogs 
no like they no oh yeah Oh, yeah. I was telling you last week that when I got really upset last week when I got bad news, Marshall just the second I started crying, he sprinted across the room. But like without even thinking twice, I started crying and he was instantly beside my side in like 0.5 of a second. It was pretty incredible. Yep. I he was on it. I don't have the scientific data at the moment to back it up but i really do believe that's a that's a thing okay we've got one more for this half of the podcast and this one i like a lot it's a cute one petting a dog can actually benefit your physical wow physical (laughs) your physical (laughs) your physical and mental health so studies have shown that petting a dog for 15 minutes a day can lower blood pressure by up to 10 percent and can help lower feelings of stress depression and combat loneliness so when i think of this i think of like yes like the physical touch of touching and petting an animal for sure but also like your dog helps you like stay motivated like my dogs force me to leave my house on days that i really don't want to so i feel like that has a a factor into it as well um going back to like our our gratitude episode i i feel like this ties in really nicely to to that yeah i feel like when you talk about like lowering feelings of stress or depression or you know if you're experiencing loneliness that um having a dog i think can help with those things in a multitude of ways and we are by no means saying that pets are a cure for these types of things. Um, Depression and chronic stress are are serious illnesses, Um, but they can definitely help support you on that journey and for lots of of different reasons. So I love that. That's so nice. Yeah, well, there you have it. Our first five fascinating facts about dogs. So we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to dive into five more. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. So in the first half of today's episode, we talked about five fascinating facts about dogs. And contrary to our myth-busting episode, all of our facts today have been fact-checked and they are all legit and real and true to the best of our knowledge based on the available research out there. So (laughs) thanks, internet. Right? (laughs) So, Mackenzie, why don't you tell us the first fact? Okay, this one is another warm and fuzzy one. I like this. Okay, so a recent study shows that dogs are among a small group of animals who show voluntary unselfish kindness towards other without any reward. I want to read this study. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what other animals are in this group as well. Maybe dolphins? I have a feeling. And maybe elephants. You think so? I betcha. I betcha. Yeah, I find that um, super interesting because I just from like a research perspective, um, I'm so curious as to how 
how they studied that. Um, cause that would be a very, especially if you're working with different animals, um, that that would be a very challenging thing to study. So I'd be curious to know what that looked like and, um, but that's very neat. And I believe it. Dogs do nice things for us. And for each other too. Like I look at mine having two dogs in a home. Like I look at mine sometimes and, and think like, I don't know. Well, maybe this is a bad example, but like you look at, you look at young puppies with like older dogs sometimes, and you can see that the older dog can be a little more, you know, like careful around young puppies. It really depends on the dog, but I, I, I see it. I, I agree. We should dive into this one a little bit more, but I do think it is uh, a very cute fact. Super cute. Okay. Next one. Yawning is contagious, even for dogs. Now I feel a yawn coming on. Oh, like yeah, me too. You, you said yawn. <laughs> it's going yeah. to happen. No, stop. Now I'm resisting it. Okay. So research shows that the sound of a human yawn can trigger one from your dog, and it's four times as likely to happen when it's the yawn of a person they know. So a while ago, I read up that if your dog yawns after watching you yawn, or I guess hearing you yawn, um, it means they love you. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> this is just something like an urban legend, I guess I heard, but um, I do think it's adorable and I have tried it before and it does work. <laughs> okay. So I've never tried that, but have you ever interrupted your dog's yawn? Cause that's fun. You're I just... haven't. That's you just mean. stick. You just stick a finger in their mouth when they're yawning. Oh, I know. I have not. It's done really that. funny. Marshall okay. gets very upset. He'll be yawning, and I just stick my finger in his mouth. Oh, that's so mean. I'll, I'll try. I'll just. I just. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do. Oh. I'm gonna yawn. It's happening. Oh yeah, it's coming for me too. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Done. All right. Oh, we got two from Justine. <laughs> no, they're both like half yawns. I can't do it because I'm laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, moving along. All right. Uh, this one is a little more biology re- related. So dogs have about 1,700 taste buds, which is not very many. Humans have between two to 10,000 taste that buds. That is a huge range. Yeah, that is. I think it depends on if you like burn some off, like eat too too hot a pizza one day and i don't know you burn off me yeah Yeah. i never wait for my food to cool i think every human who loves pizza does that but um yeah which is interesting so they don't have as many taste buds but of course as i think most of us know their sense of smell is incredible it's 40 times better than ours dang yeah so um with that super snoot uh Dogs are used to diagnose particular conditions or alert their owners if they need more medication. Even dogs have been trained to sense COVID, cancers, uh, so many other diseases. Um, Obviously, guide dogs and service dogs to all capacities are a huge, huge help to individuals. And um, yeah, it's all based on smell. Yeah, you see this really often. Like what I think of when I first hear of this is... um with people who have seizures and they Mm -hmm. have a support dog or a service animal that helps them with that. And often the dog can actually, obviously the dog can't do anything once they're having a seizure, but the dog can usually detect before the seizure happens. 
Um, so then they can prepare and make sure the person is in a safe space if they're going to have um, yeah. have a seizure. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, and some dogs are even trained to like if uh, a person is is going down quickly to actually catch a human um, before they hit the ground and to oh. to use themselves as pillows. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, dogs. But one more quick thing just to tie into this is dogs can actually breathe and sniff at the same time. Did you know that? I did not know that. I know. I read that and I was like, you're kidding me. So they actually have, uh, their noses are designed that they can smell into their nose and the smell can stay. And at the same time, they can use their lungs so they can literally smell and breathe at the same time. Whereas like us as humans, obviously we have a nose, we breathe in through our nose, but we can't breathe and smell at the same time. It's you can try it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm breathing. Am I smelling? So interesting. Very, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, they can. That's why, again, they're super, super sniffers. All right. So, next, what is it, Justine? <laughs> okay, this is Marshall. And this is a new habit of his. He just started this in the last couple months. When dogs kick backward after they go to the bathroom, it is not to cover it up, but to mark their territory using the scent glands in their feet. And they also sweat through their paws. Frito feet. I also think Marshall's paws smell so good. Yeah, I just said said that on a podcast. (laughs) That's actually the smell of their sweat. So, well, I think it smells good. (laughs) And and Marshall does this, so I'll be like picking up his poo, and he'll be kicking the grass and the dirt like in my face. Nice. (laughs) As I'm trying to pick up the poo, it's this new obnoxious habit he's picked up. He never did it, but I guess he's marking his territory. Yeah, I see dogs do this and I call it like a bull fight. Like they're getting ready to like fight a bull, right? Or like anyway, and um they that's I just find find it adorably cute, and, but that's not what it's about. It's about them saying, "Hey, this is my my spot. Screw off." So, I think he does it more around our condo building than anywhere else. So that makes now, sense. Now you'll you'll every time you see him do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be assessing. Yeah. All right. What's that? I'll let you read this one because this one is for you. Of course. I had to add this one in. Okay. (laughs) So did you know that greyhounds can beat cheetahs in a race? Now, let me, let me follow up with that. So while cheetahs can run twice as fast as greyhounds, so they can run up to 70 miles per hour, but they can only run, cheetahs can only run that for 30 seconds. Whereas a greyhound can maintain a speed of around 35 miles per hour for seven miles. So a cheetah might start out first, but a greyhound will over time take over. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, they'd win the long distance race. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I've seen videos of greyhounds racing thoroughbreds and it's like super similar to watch like a greyhound race a freaking horse. It's it's nuts. (laughs) Nuts. Um, okay. What is our last fact? Okay. So this one is about big dogs and little dogs. So (laughs) some dog breeds are taller and heavier, but according to the Guinness world records, there's a mastiff named Zorba who is the overall largest dog to ever exist. Oh my God. And Zorba weighs three 
143 pounds. That is incredible. This dog measured over eight feet from his nose to his tail. Okay, I honestly, that's not as incredible because I'm actually going to measure Marshall from tip to tail. And I bet you he is like six and a half feet long, tip to tail. Yeah. He's so long, but 343 pounds. What a beast. Yeah. He's been described about the size of a small donkey. That's like, that's nuts. If you've ever been to the donkey sanctuary of Canada over in Guelph, like, and you see the size of the smaller donkeys, like, oh my God, right on a dog. Okay. Anyway, best place ever. If you've never been to the donkey sanctuary, by the way, highly recommend it. Not dog friendly because donkeys, but donkeys. Yeah, All right, good spot. <laughs> um, and then in the cron- to flip it, so according to the Guinness World Record, the smallest dog ever recorded was Miracle Millie, the Chihuahua, who was born in 2011, and Millie was a minuscule 3.8 inches tall and weighed <laughs> one pound. Yeah. That's so small. That is like, that is, I can't imagine, like, I would lose the dog in my house. I would step on it for sure. I would sit on her, the poor. Seriously injure it. Yeah, I'm not built for that type of animal in my house. No, good on Millie's owner. Um, but yeah, oh my god, yeah, one pound, three point eight inches versus three hundred forty three pounds and over eight feet. So anyway. Wow. All right. Well, that is a lot of dog facts. Um, and we've really only just skimmed the surface today. So get out there and learn more about these lovely companions in our lives. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for our lightning round. All right, it is now time for a segment we like to call Pew Pew Pew, the lightning round. That one was weak. I could have done it way better. Next time. Next time. Next time. Uh, okay, we're are we going to make this a real lightning round this time? We're actually going to be lightning? Yes. Yes. Because I got three questions, so. Oh, oh, geez. Okay, yeah, we can do it, I believe. Okay, I'm going to, I'll go first, and then you go. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite water activity to do with your dogs? Um, my personal favorite is to force them into the water because they don't <laughs> like water. <laughs> Perfect. That's really nice. uh, My, yeah, it's a game. Pick them up, bring them into the water, let them cool down, let them swim back. And then that is my favorite water activity to do with my dogs. All right. All right. Okay. Your turn. All right. This one is very similar, but different. Um, what are some fun activities you can do at the beach for non-water loving dogs? Um, I think the best activity you can do at the beach for a non-water loving dog is dig. There's like so few places where it's actually acceptable for dogs to dig and the beach is one of them. I mean, kids can like dig big holes and build sandcastles then my dog can dig a hole. I love that. Willa also loves that. She loves digging in the sand. It's all over our towel. It's the great. Okay. um, 
this is like not it's, it's we're still oh we didn't share the theme guys the theme today is wet and wild Ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> <laughs> these water the water questions are not a fluke okay so this is not like beach related but it is water themed so i'm still going with the wet wild theme Do you always have water down for your dogs or do you control the amount of water that they drink every day by giving them water when they need it? Okay, I will talk um, um, on behalf of Willa and Aladar. I always have water accessible for them. Um, They never don't have water in a bowl at my home. Um, Out on a beach is a little different. I will have uh, water in a little to-go water dispenser thing I carry around with me. Mm -hmm. And when I notice that they need a drink, I will offer them a drink. If they drink it, cool. If they don't, I put it back in my little water carrier and away we go. There you go. Marshall, I think, is different, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he's like there's water most of the time, but I have to control it in some sense because he'll just drink it all and then he'll have to pee every hour. So we we don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, go. Next one, Justine, Marshall hasn't been to the beach yet, has he? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. He's oh yeah. Been to, um, okay. Good. Never mind. Yeah, he's been to a couple of beaches. Okay. Never mind. We're going back. When you're at the beach, what is Marshall's favorite treat? Um, I think I shared this in our last lightning round. It's always watermelon. Always watermelon. I mean, yeah. Like on a hot day, especially frozen watermelon, he loves it. Cute. It's his favorite. Okay, I got one more because we're being so lightning. so lightning okay what is your number one water safety tip for dog owners don't be afraid to put a life jacket on your dog uh let me rephrase that put a life jacket on your dog there you go (laughs) a lot of people might think it looks silly or is not needed it looks adorable life jackets are key especially if you're like out on the water put a life jacket on your dog even at the beach level i keep life jackets on my dogs Yes. And in a boat, especially, or a canoe or a kayak, because, and the main reason for this is if your dog hits their head, they will not be able to swim. I don't care how strong of a swimmer your dog is. If they hit their head, they need a life jacket so they can stay safe. That is my safety tip of the day. Done. And there you have it. Our lightning-ish lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. tried so hard (laughs) you've been listening to the dog friendly kw podcast and today we've been talking about fascinating facts about dogs and we learned today that there are so many so before we wrap up today mackenzie what was the fact that surprised you the most um, I would say the kicking dog one after a dog goes to the bathroom that they're marking territory. I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that one either. That was a big one for me. And the other one that surprised me a little bit um, was just how few taste buds they have compared to humans. Oh, yeah, that one was interesting, too, which is so funny because dogs are food obsessed. 
Well, there we go. There you have it. That's a wrap. Maybe after listening to today's episode, next time you look at your pup, you'll think of all the fascinating facts that surround our dogs. Uh, were you blown away by any of these facts? Or maybe there's an interesting fact about dogs that we didn't mention. Uh, let us know on our Facebook or Instagram, and we'll probably have to do a second episode about this. Definitely. Well, thanks for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast. Till next time. Woof, woof. Oof. Ah.